Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean. I'm here to serve you this piping hot tea. Um, I wanted to come on here and just finish sharing you all a good conversation I had with my friend Sashay. We were having a conversation about mental health and pop culture, and I just wanted to go ahead and um, give you all part two of this um, discussion. So I'm just going to hit play, and everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So here you go. So why you kind of have to like take a step back from social media at times because you'll find yourself like trying to compare you to that this new beauty standard you know what i'm saying and you start to kind of like evaluate yourself and pick apart you know these these newly found flaws within yourself and just look at what's wrong you know instead of like embracing everything that you love about you and embracing you and who you are um naturally so i think that it's sad um you know especially now for the generation of kids who are growing up in the tiktok area era the instagram era you know social media is just a thing now for kids um I think that it's it's really sad and that self-love really needs to be taught at home um and just to kind of like limit social media um a little bit because you can't find yourself just really getting wrapped up into it and comparing yourself to what's on there um I don't know I I I kind of hate that that's the thing now it's like if you don't have this botched body when you know you're not bad or you're not pretty or attractive or you just regular because you have a regular body you know and regular like it's like what's wrong with a regular body like you know but if you want to go and get a bbl or lipo or whatever kind of surgery to fix your insecurities you know by all means do that for you not saying that I'm over here like go get your body done if you don't like yourself but if that's what makes you feel good about yourself do you but don't try to sit up here and make that the beauty standard for everyone that if you don't look like that you aren't you know you ain't popping you know what I'm saying you ain't got it going on because you don't have a, a body that got done on the table, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not true. I think that natural bodies are definitely still a win, you know, they're still a thing, they're still beautiful. Um, I don't know, a lot of times I feel like with most women that go and get like their bodies done like that, they're shallow, like they, I don't know, they don't really have like, personalities like that most of the time they're always worried about like looking perfect or looking a certain type of way or worried about what everybody else thinks of them you know so it's just that like I would never want my daughter or anybody to like feel like you have to look like that to look like top notch you know but like I said self-love being taught at home is really, really important. So I think that it's important to kind of just like embed affirmations into your child, like, you know, constantly always reminding them that they're beautiful and just to make sure that they're just as beautiful on the outside as inside. Um, 
and you know just not really getting that beauty standard into their head you know just try to limit what your kids are looking at on social media I know you can't control everything but don't let them have access to it like that if you know that it's such a big influence on you know how they may feel about themselves and a big influence on them in general you know um yeah I agree with a lot of what you just said um you know, I hate that app TikTok because I just seen some disturbing things on there. Like some of these little challenges they be doing on there. And, you know, I just was like, where are the parents? Because it'd be like these 13-year-olds who be doing the most on there. You know, I just seen little girls twerking in their underwear and stuff, and they're like 13. Again, I'm just like, where is the parents? I didn't seen uh, the rapper Blueface had that challenge where he was getting people to throw their um, babies on the bed and dance and you know I just I just you know it's just too much on that app but I, mm-hmm. I, I love that you t- touched on um, some of these guys thinking that the botched body is was in cause you, you know that rapper Corey Lee Ray yeah 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 yes 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 even though her voice irritated she sounds like that dude about from um, Spongebob you know that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you ain't right for that. I know, but I can't listen to her music because that's what she be saying. I don't understand what she be saying. But I don't like how people, it's like people will pick on that girl because she has a, you know, she's naturally thin and, you know, she, she she's kind of flat chested. And it's like people would pick on her and say she's ugly and, and stuff like that. And I don't like that because. You, you know, I think in black, because, you know, in black culture, it's like if you have a big butt, that's the, you, you know, you, you a bad bitch. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, but, but you know, everybody doesn't actually have a big butt. And, you know, it's just weird. Like, 20 years ago, Aaliyah was, was, very, was very skinny. And, you know, she was not thick. But, you know, everybody thought Aaliyah was pretty. And, you know, I feel like if Aaliyah was here today, I think people would be going in on her like they do poorly Ray. You know, she doesn't have the big tits, she doesn't have the big ass. And, you know, I, I just, it, it's just weird how over time we move towards this. And, you know, just because you have a big butt don't mean you look good. Like Nicki Minaj, and I love Nicki, I do. But when she got her butt started getting more bigger, and it's like her legs were still skinny, you know, I thought she looked weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, Black China looks weird. Black China looked much prettier, like, around 2011 when she first got with Tiger. But now what she looks like now, it's like her, her lips done got too big. Her face done got pulled too tight. You know, she just looks so weird to me. And I, I agree with what you said about people who do this being kind of vain and kind of self-absorbed or don't have no personality because Black China doesn't have a personality Mm-hmm. Um, just like Kylie Jenner doesn't have a personality either. You see all that work she didn't have done. Mm-hmm. And then just the, like what you were saying about the Koi Leroy thing, like I did, I was looking at that. I saw a lot of people saying stuff on Twitter about, you know, how she just has a boy like body, like a little boy body and stuff. And it's just like, and not everybody is meant to be thick or you know, have this extremely big butt and small waist, you know, 
everybody is not made like that. Um, and I don't know, I feel like being a celebrity is kind of really hard in a way because like if you, like say for instance she did listen to what everybody was saying about her body and how she has the body of a kid and you know, she got a little boy body. If she went and got work done and everybody gonna drag and bash her and say, oh, you went and got this big fake butt and it don't look right on you should have got your titties done so you know they'll always find something to say so that's why you kind of have to like just tune them out you know turn off the comments and you know obviously you people are gonna talk but you gotta be comfortable in your own skin because if you just keep getting work done simply because of what other people say you ain't never gonna be happy with yourself like it's always gonna be something you're gonna get done because you consumed what other people's opinions, you let it consume your mind and make you insecure, and you're just gonna keep getting stuff done. So, I don't know, I personally feel like, you know, her body type shapes her and how she looks, you know, it fits her. She's small, you know, so not everybody has, you know, curves, and not everybody's thick, not everybody's meant to be like that you know and, and some people are actually comfortable in their own skin and how they look and their body types so I think it's crazy when people like people just going in you know like y'all so used to plastic surgery bodies and now you see this petite woman you know and it's like oh she looks weird she looks like a little boy like you were saying like Aaliyah had a natural body she wasn't curvy you know what I'm saying she was pretty petite she wore baggy clothes like Koi does um so I just I don't get it people always don't find something to say I mean natural bodies is cool like why I think it's dope if you can actually embrace your natural body and just you know be comfortable in it and if you do have insecurities you know work on um you know, through like the gym or get a trainer, a personal trainer or something. Everybody got insecurities, but like, I'm not about to go and risk my life dying about these insecurities either. Like going to, it's going so far to like go get the lie on the table. Like some people will go so far to go and get illegal work done. Just to, yeah, just to, look like what everyone else is looking like like I'm not about to go and risk my health and die to look like what I think I should what, what everybody else thinks I should look like you know yes so. and I know you saw um all the women who went to the, to the um, Dominican Republic and they were in that airport and they were like lined up because they got all the BBLs mm-hmm and you know, and this and this also where I think goes to like mental health, where race kind of intersects with body image. Cause I think some some black, cause like we were saying, you know, in black culture, if you're black, you it's like it's like you gotta have a big butt. I, I, cause I noticed, you know, me and you, I'm sure growing up, you you didn't hear someone say she has a white girl body or or stuff like that, or you know, she's shaped like a, a white girl. Have you ever heard someone say that to someone? Um, no, I've heard like 
I've heard people shame, body shame people for being skinny or like, oh, she ain't got no booty. Oh, she got a flat back or something like that. But like, not, oh, you, sh- you shape like a white girl. I've never heard nobody say that. But definitely body shaming because you weren't as curvy or thick, you know. Yes, and I think that kind of leads to, because, you know, I hear some people saying, why are these black women getting all these big butts? And I think maybe that might be it. Um, and I think subconsciously, they they kind of felt like, okay, I'm black, I have to have a big ass. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of delved into like the white side, white, like white girls and Hispanic girls. You know, because I've noticed some white, certain white celebrities like Ariana Grande, like her plastic surgery, she didn't have, you know, Ariana Grande doesn't even look the same like when she was on Victoria's. Like she, she has like black features now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know, when I see certain white women getting these plastic surgery, surgeries, and I'm just like, are you, are you trying to be black? <laughs> You know, exactly why Why do you want, you know, this? Like, Ariana Grande, you know, you didn't look bad before you had all that work done. Like, like she looks she looks a little weird now with the big lips. Because it doesn't match her face. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, the beauty standards are so crazy now. It's so crazy how, like, back then, the, the biggest beauty standard was to be, like, thin and petite and now it's like completely different like if you're not thick and have a small waist and a big butt you know you aren't really that attractive you know deemed as like attractive you know so it's so crazy how the beauty standard has changed that's why you can't really like worry about the beauty standards because they always change and they always find something to pick apart from you, you know. But it's, it's crazy how, like, black women are typically the ones that have curves and are thicker and stuff. And, you know, we we're often, like, imitated by all these other races. All the other races want to go and have their body types look like black girls body types but we're the most underestimated and disrespected race so it's just it's crazy like exactly. mm-hmm. I, I agree um it, i saw this youtube video by this girl and she uh, she was black she was like 18 and she was saying the video was cut it's okay to be white and you know she was discussing that, and she was saying um, she was because she was saying like if you look at the white women in the '90s who had also who had their own natural bodies, you know she was like those women still look good today because they were just being them. They weren't trying to be chase a trend or be black. And she was like, it's okay for you to be white, you know. And she was like, you know, she, she said she feel like some of these white girls want to have these black body parts. They feel like white is boring, you know, white. You know, if you're a white girl, you're just plain. And, but she was like, you know, you just got to, you know, find what works for you. 
she was like, and she, it was a very good, it was a very good video. Um, if I find it again, I'll send it to you, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, um, speaking of, was there anything else you wanted to say about mental health before we move on to our last topic? Nah, that was really it, honestly. Okay. I'm loving this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we wanted, so you want to talk about R&B today versus R&B of the 90s. Um, for me, when it comes to that, um, I didn't watch the versus battle between Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. I don't like Keith Sweat's music like that. I uh-huh. love, I love me some Bobby Brown. I love me somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I even got, I even got his Pandora station. I've been listening to it sometimes. Uh-huh. I wanna ride with you, baby. Hey, oh, all <laughs> but I did watch the SWB versus Escape battle, and that one was really good. But and mm-hmm. what really stuck out to me was, you know how like our parents and our grandparents say that would never happen again. Like there will never be another James Brown, or you know there'll never be another Diana Ross. You know, mm-hmm. It's gone, long gone. And long and gone. I feel like yeah. watching that, I feel like we can't get that back anymore. Because um, when you saw both of those groups, you saw that even though it's been years since they were at the top of the charts, you still saw that they could still sing good. Even Candy, because you know, sometimes Candy be kind of hit and miss. Candy came with her A game. And you know, you saw that they were still coordinated and you know what the song still sounded good even by today's standards like you play Week by SWV that song still sounds good I still sing that song you know when I'm by myself because you know that song came out when my mom was like in 8th grade but it's still a good song and that's how I feel about Escape's music as well and you know some of these new R&B songs you know it's like it's like, you know, if I, if I hear this two, 20 years from now, will it still be a good song? Mm-hmm. Some of it is like, no. Right. And I honestly just feel like back then, the ni- like 90s R&B was, although it was just feel good music. Like when you listen to songs from the 90s, like I know me, I still want 90s R&B like it just dropped yesterday so when you listen it was just feel good music that you can relate to although like not all of 90s R&B music was um like based off of like you know love and feelings and emotions and heartbreaks you know like just true real things like some of it was sexual and like very sexually fluid and lustful but it was still like music that you could vibe to it had meaning it had purpose you know like R&B today is just kind of like it's weak like although there are some R&B artists that still have that they have that voice, they have meaning, they have purpose behind their music. It feels good, it's soulful. You can tell they put their 
they're in it with their hearts and not just for some bullshit for the charts, you know? So you have artists like her and Jasmine Sullivan and, um, you know, like newer modern day R&B artists. You have so many other people. You have Ari Lennox. You have, um, who else? Summer Walker, you know, their music is, like modern day feel good music it is it truly is but then you have like the other um you have other r&b who it's it's just not it it's just not the same it's just you can tell that they kind of just it seemed like they just threw it together just for a radio single you know and then how you can tell that 90s r&b music is just so powerful during that era is because a lot of 2000s artists like nowadays are sampling you know 90 songs in their songs like for instance bryson tiller um he has a song called inhale which is uh it's a mary j bly sample if you go and listen to that song it's one of her songs from the 90s so it's just like that's how you know the music was so powerful and so dope because the artists now and days are including it in their songs you know what I'm saying so I don't know I just don't that was really a time I really wish that I was like older in the 90s like I really wish that I was that I could have experienced that era you know um being older because it just seemed like it was so lit like the R&B music is just not the same it really isn't I um yeah I agree um you know I, like when when SZA came out with that love oh I forgot SZA too SZA's one of those girls too I'm I, I forget about SZA oh I'm sorry but keep going I'm sorry I just cut you up oh uh, that's okay um like when the weekend and love galore like that her album I felt like that was gonna bring R&B back. Cause you know, yeah, those a lot of her songs are about cheating, but you know, but you know, it was it was it was like I can feel I felt her spirit when she was singing it. I felt like her emotions when she was singing it. Like you know, SWB and um, Escape had songs about cheating. Also, I mean, even Whitney Houston had songs about cheating. My statement on my love for you. That song's about being with a married man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that. You look at the lyrics, that's what she's saying. She wants to be with this married man. But you know, you're right, even though some of them songs are not about love or being together, some of them are about lusting or cheating or even sex. I think in the 90s, it was the people were actually very talented and they actually had a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like when you listen to Whitney Houston sing Saving All My Love for You, you know, it makes you want to feel bad for the mistress. Mm-hmm. And you know, nowadays, you know, because some of these sad chick songs now, it's like, it's like, girl, it has several seeds. <laughs> yeah. And I feel um, like. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I was saying, like, when SZA was doing The Weekend, which is about being a sad chick, you know, uh-huh. it was that same feeling like, you know, I see where she's coming, even though I don't agree with it, I see where she's coming from. Mm hmm. <laughs> And with these, um, 
like the, the women you've named, I do think can sing, but I also feel like, like you notice you named Jasmine Sullivan. You notice Jasmine Sullivan ain't been to the top in like a long time, even though her stuff is so good. Um, I would have had to disagree with you on that one because, um, she did just put out an album, and one of her songs that really did really well was um her song with Ari Lennox. Um, but oh yeah, I forgot all about that one. Yeah, you're right. Prior to her album that she did just put out, um, a couple months ago, maybe like three or four months ago, um. She had been, you know, off. It had been a while since she has released something, but um, yeah. And also, I didn't really agree with you when you did say that um, SZA, most of her songs are about like cheating and stuff because from her Control album, she kind of did a diverse. Um, she had diverse themes, topics that she talked about on that album. Um. For example, her song called 20-somethings was on that Control album as well. And it kind of um, pinpoint the struggles of like, you know, like people being in their 20s, their early 20s, mid-20s, late 20s, and just how we face so many hardships of like trying to, we're young, but you know, during this time that we are young kind of like affects the way that the rest of our lives is going to go and, you know, all these expectations of we're supposed to be young and having fun, but we also have to be responsible and trying to figure out where we want to go in life and, you know, some of us don't really have much to our names and, but we still try to figure it out, you know, it's, it's a really hard place, so she has other songs besides The weekend that pinpointed more than just being a side chick um, on that album. So um, that was actually one of my favorite albums from 2017. That album kind of really did get me through like a lot of, you know, I had just went through like a breakup and stuff. So I could really relate to that Her Control album. I still run it back in rotation in my playlist as of today in 2021 and I really love that album dope album really loved it um I, I did like The Weeknd don't get me wrong but she had so many other bigger you know good bigger songs than The Weeknd The Weeknd was just that you know album that I mean that single that got pushed to be a radio single but she did have very many other great songs on that album. Yeah, that I, talked about way more than just cheating and being a side chick or a side piece. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess, but I when I said like her side chick songs, um, you know, because like you said, the weekend and love galore, both of those songs got pushed way harder than her other stuff. Like I liked her song Broken Clocks. Yes, I really like that one too. I really like that one. Uh -huh, but that one didn't get as much radio airtime as the Love Galore in the weekend, I think. Yeah, because I think that her, you know, like I'm pretty sure her label probably just wanted her to push her songs to be on the radio that were like more Scandalous. fast and upbeat. You know, fast and upbeat that people could kind of that were gonna, they felt like was gonna sell. Like, songs like 20-something 
you know, people aren't going to want to listen to that. You know, bubbles on sales on the radio. Not saying that the that Love the Lord and um and um the weekend were bubblegum songs, but they were more fast and a beat and you know, like that's gonna get people that's gonna get the girls like hype and excited in the club. You know, like if they play twenty somethings in the club, people not gonna be they not bopping to that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that you had to take the time out to listen to her albums to be like, damn, I can really relate to twenty somethings, like I really feel her. Like, I know for me, like, when I heard that song, when I heard um, Broken Cops and Supermodel and all that, I probably was, I was like 20 when Control had came out. 20 turning 21 or whatever, and I had never related to an album so much. I really appreciated that album. That was one for the culture. That was one for the girls. That was one for the sad girls girls trying to find themselves, the girls going through some some inner issues, you know, appearance issues, self-esteem, heartbreak, finding themselves, you know, definitely, um, definitely a great album, for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, um, and that goes to, like, my next point, that I feel like, you know, nowadays, you know, Ratchet is in. And so, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> that is true. Like, you know, when Cardi B, when WAP came out and the controversy over WAP, um, and Cardi B came out and said, you know, y'all y'all mad at when I do WAP and all these other sexual songs, but when I drop heartfelt stuff, y'all don't buy it like green. You know, and... Okay, you are... So I just wanted to stop it right there. Um, and you know, that's part two of me and my conversation with my good friend Sasha, and I'll try to record the rest of it next week. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed and you all have a blessed day. I love you all.